on the next episode of Sip Suds and Smokes. Today's episode is a special and slightly romantic one. It was created by our resident holy man, Reverend Mark. Due to the pandemic, he and his lovely wife, Kat, had to postpone their honeymoon in Vegas. How sad is that? However, they recently made their visit and were nice enough to bring back some beer. The Las Vegas beers we'll be tasting and discussing today are from the Huddle Brewing Company, a vanilla oak cream ale, and their Knack Knack West Coast IPA. From Abel Baker Brewing Company, the Atomic Duck American IPA, and the Excited State Unfiltered German Pilsner. And from Nevada Brew Works, their Blood Orange Hefeweizen and a Martzen. We'll be right back after this break. live from the dude in the basement studios. Why? Because that's where the good stuff is. It sips, suds, and smokes with your smoking host, the good old boys. Suds, suds, it's time for more suds. Hey there, how are you? Come on in and make yourself comfortable. This is another sud segment where everything good in life is worth discussing. Everything great in life? Well, we tried discussing that once, but the FCC made us put a parental advisory warning at the beginning of the episode, so we can only do the good. It's too hot for radio. Exactly. I'm one of your hosts, good old gal Juliana, and joining me today at the table is good old boy Kendall. It is a beautiful day to be here, and I'm happy to see you all. Aww, that's so sweet. Weak. Isn't it? It's not weak, (laughs) it's very sweet. It's Southern sweetness. Good boy, Mike. I'm just glad that we're actually drinking beer for this episode. (laughs) Oh, now you're just being picky. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Reverend Mark, hello. Hello, and I want to send out a special hello to my lovely cat wife. Her name is Cat. Not a. I don't. Yeah. I'm not married to a cat. He's not married to a cat. Well, Let's, there might be cats in their life too. Yeah, we got two now other cats, but she's the main cat. Thing. Yeah. <laughs> Good old boy, Dave. You, you know the first rule is to stop digging, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> Correct. Okay. Good. Mike talked over my. Hello. I'm sorry. Say so. Hello, please have no. Say I'm hello. done. You know what? I'm done. That's fine. Are you sure? Just, just make this about Mike today. Oh, okay. Isn't it always? Okay. It's cool with me. All right. Well, today's episode is a special and slightly romantic one. It was created by our resident holy man, Reverend Mark. Due to the pandemic, he and his lovely wife, Kat, had to postpone their honeymoon in Vegas. How sad is that? However, <laughs> they recently made their visit and were nice enough to bring back some beer. Aww. 
As we go through the flight, Reverend Mark will share some stories about each brewery and maybe tell us a little bit about the rest of their visit to Sin City. So, without further ado... That's why we were there. Exactly. Please give us some background. Well, thank you. It is so good to talk about this because it is sort of like our delayed honeymoon vacation um, that we had to put off because when we were married, we also were in the middle of the pandemic and we each had been diagnosed like three weeks before with COVID. So, yeah, we just thought not to travel and canceled everything temporarily and just now have been able to sort of re-engage this dream. Now, neither one of us cared to gamble, but the main reason we went other than the beer, of course, uh, and well, I guess we'll de- determine whether that was worth it. But nonetheless, when we were there, uh, we stayed at the Venetian Hotel, which was kind of like the Truman Show, you know, just everything totally, uh, you know, mocked up, uh, bigger, you know, on a scale bigger than life, but a lot of fun nonetheless in terms of places to eat. What we did with our with the beer portion of the show that we the, the beer show that we're going to talk about today is that we uh, just had a limited amount of time the first part of Valentine's Day, and uh, we discovered, of course, that most of the breweries in Vegas are near the Arts District, and so we took an Uber out in that area and realized that there was a lot more beer out there than we could bring back for one show. Gotcha. So we visited the top three breweries as we could assess it, you know, by talking to local people and all that. And then as we, we, you know, put our focus on those three breweries, then we went into each one and then had to correspond with their taps in terms of what was also available in a can so we could bring some away. So this was kind of like a speed dating with beer. We, we did, we did samples and then of like six samples, we would pick two of that six that were our favorites. So this is the offering we have. We have two beers from three different breweries, which I hope are fairly representative of the beer scene there, which in, in my humble opinion, I think they're still kind of in their infancy there, even though Vegas in so many ways is, you know, like the culinary, one of the culinary centers of the country, but not for, not for beer. Gotcha. I mean, these were good, good breweries, but it still struck me that they've still got a ways to go. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Okay, cool. Well, good old boy Kendall, why don't you give us today's lineup? The Las Vegas beers we'll be tasting and discussing today are from the Huddle Brewing Company, a vanilla oak cream ale, and their Knack Knack West Coast IPA. From Abel Baker Brewing Company, the Atomic Duck American IPA, and the Excited State Unfiltered German Pilsner. And from Nevada Brew Works, their Blood Orange Hefeweizen and a Martzen. Thanks, Kendall. Okay, the moment we've all been waiting for with bated breath. <laughs> Good old boy, Mike, please give us your suds ratings. And since we're in Vegas, if you choose to go Elvis or Wayne Newton, have at it. Oh, thank you very much. Uh, I appreciate it there, Juliana. So he's going uh, Wayne We're going to be uh, discussing and rating these beers with these suds ratings plus our signature Belching sounds. I hear those ratings now. So, number one, I'm all shook up. That sucks. Give me anything but the craps. (laughs) Number two, 
every time I tell myself this, I shake my hips just a little bit more. Was that a bust? Number three. I'll tell you. I'm getting a little hot up here under the collar. Because all you gorgeous women out there in the audience. Oh, what a relief. New town, some crappy raiders. I got a hunk of, hunk of burning love for number four. A body should really not make that sound, even if they are in the blue man group. And I did it my way. Number five. Listen to that hang time. Give me another complimentary jumbo shrimp cocktail. Thank you very much. Thank you, thank you. Thank you very much. King. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you very much. Elvis has left the building. I like that. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so yeah. let us, uh, yes. I, I, I think Elvis Not is going to be here. Elvis was ever in thank the building. Thank you very much. This was everything. Yeah. Was it? Was it I got another show on Thursday at 3, three o'clock. It's <laughs> <laughs> a matinee. Come on by. We're going to be serving some beer here from Huddle. <laughs> was it? Was it everything you hoped it would be, Juliana? Okay. Oh, that was. I think he's stuck in Elvis mode. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you should just do the rest of the yeah, show. It could happen. That's, I could do the whole show in Elvis. Yeah, that's fine. Okay. Yeah. All right. So the top two canned beers from Huddle. Let's start first with the H-U-D-L. vanilla oak cream ale, six percent ABV. The nose is just the perfect amount of vanilla to get you excited. And then the grain bill provides the depth and balance for a classic beer style. Vanilla oak. Hmm. In talking with the brewer, too, this this was not, there was no vanilla added, of course. It's just vanilla from the oak, if it's there or not. Gotcha. Yeah, it's just faint on the nose. I, if, when I read the description, I was thinking, oh, no, this is going to be an overpowering fake vanilla yep, extract right. beer. No, exactly. yeah, no, they were just trying to go... The vanilla that normally will would trans and I'm very translate. appreciative. Slightly of oaky, that. light mm-hmm. ale. Mm-hmm. It's nice, yeah. almost like a little tiny oak tannic bite, but uh, not much. I like this. It's mm-hmm. yeah, it's nice. It's very I, pleasant. I, I like what it's not, which is not mm-hmm. overdone. Exactly where you read it, you know, Jim, mm-hmm. is to. Um, I was afraid that they were going to add some adjunct, you know, to bring the vanilla around, you know, and it was just going to be overtly sweet and sugary and, you we know. put a thousand vanilla, Madagascar vanilla beans in this beer. Right. Yeah. No, I mean, because yeah. it's all about the excess, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Which makes, I don't know about you guys, but it makes me cringe every time I see a vanilla yes. cream ale on the menu. This is very well balanced. Oh, gosh. And I have it's to really- say that each of the three breweries we went to and we sampled six at each brewery, that one is Cat's best of, and the other is my best of. So okay. this was Cat's best of. <laughs> no, but I could see why she would like this. Mm-hmm. Um, but nice, I could see why. I mean, but all of yeah. us are are kind of. It's a nice beer flavored yeah. beer. It it's, is. You know. It's the base cream ale is really nice. It's clean. It there's nothing distracting about it, and nope. it really lets that little bit of oakiness from the barrel come out. Mm-hmm. Which yeah. makes me think that we should be using oak for all of our cream ales. You, you know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. To to maybe salt like to to balance it out and not make it too sugary and like and too sweet. It adds another dimension that usually a cream ale is just a summer kind of you know. Yeah. Oh yeah. Quenching cream beer. ales are an easy beer. Mm-hmm. I mean, a very easy beer. But yeah, this gives it a little zhuzh. 
so to speak. Well, what will we be rating? Oh, oh, oh! Mike came the up. The fingers lots, are up, lots ladies of fingers and gents. From Mike, wow! This is a four. I didn't think he had that many fingers. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes. No, look, this is super solid. <laughs> you know, I, uh, it's it's so in style. I I'm, I mean you. No, I agree. Yeah, it, yeah. it's really good. It yeah. makes you actually want to have a yeah. cream ale. I'm not you questioning know what I mean? the beer, Mike. <laughs> yeah, the person behind the beer. <laughs> yeah. But Reverend Mark nailed it. Balance is the word for this beer. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Everything yeah. just works together perfectly. Nothing stands out. Yeah. in an uh, offensive way. Well, apparently, Cat's really good at picking beers. At least that. That's what I get out of all of this. Yeah, <laughs> man. Well, maybe she is a bit of a gambler. Uh, wow. Wow. Cannot believe that we went How there. Rude. Yeah. But this really, this gives me hope for uh so what's your, for cream what's your reference cream ale? Like mine is Little Kings. Me so. too. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah, mm-hmm. really there's, I mean, nothing. I, I love New Heights, you know, cream mm-hmm. ales. Yeah. They're good. Locally that uh, the cream ale, nothing fancy at New Heights is really good. Yeah. That one's yeah. pretty good. Yeah. But I mean, but old school, gosh. Yeah. Little Kings. Yeah. I mean, is Jenny Cream Ale considered? <laughs> yeah, Jenny's okay. Yeah. No, but I mean, when but I, I remember that as a youngster. You know what I mean? Because it was so mm. readily available. Well, but especially where you live. Yeah. In yeah. that part of the country. It was the thing. Mm. But we'll be back with more Vegas beers in just we'll a minute. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everyone. Today, we're taking a trip to Vegas. That's right, baby. Elvis is in the building. And we're on a little bit of a honeymoon of sorts for Reverend Mark and his wife, Kat. And uh, we've been talking about a beer from Huddle Brewing Company. So let's move on to the next one. And Reverend Mark, what are we going to drink next? This is the Knack Knack West Coast IPA. It's 7.2% ABV and 59 IBUs. And I was drawn to this one, um, one, because it was their, they had several really good IPAs uh, on tap, but this was the one that is in the public, in, the, in a can. Uh, and it also kind of goes into their history uh, of how that this was named after uh, a, a Supercross racing star that the brewer raced with and grew up with in San Diego. I was also drawn to it because it's a West Coast IPA. And he and he was from that area originally. Uh, so mm-hmm. anyway, uh, very resonant uh, of the six that that was in my flight. This is the one that I took out the door with me. Nice. It's a really good example of, especially a San Diego style West Coast IPA. Yeah. The yeah. hop bitterness is quite assertive. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Almost okay. abrasive, but in a mm-hmm. good way. Oh, the aroma itself is just yum. Yeah, this is uh, all that uh, deep resin and, you know, the touch of uh, burnt, you know, sugars, you know, on this. and Everything that you want. This is just, yeah, this is a good reference, you know, West Coast IPA, you know, all day long. Yeah, yeah. there's, uh, man, I'm telling you, that's those are two mm-hmm. really good, mm-hmm. solid beers right there for sure. Yeah, so the, the brewery's got is doing some good yeah. things. Was yeah. there a good crowd at Huddle when you were there? Or? They were filing in, you know. Yeah. Um, but my my sense that it, it really is a local place. I mean, it's really not a Vegas place, even though it's in Vegas, but it's more in the arts district. 
And uh, so as I was talking to him about even the name huddle, it's like what the locals do, they huddle together in, <laughs> in the midst of an otherwise very crazy and somewhat impersonal town. So, yeah, I guess it can be, huh? Yeah. <laughs> no, he, uh, Reverend Mark got the next one here. We're all Sorry. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Pr- production, production. I saw reporting and passing. Yeah, this is uh, definitely, I always forget the name of the brewery that went out of business. Green Flash. Green Flash. Yes, this I know. Is this, totally, is Green Flash. this is totally you know? right out of uh, Green Flash. This is uh, back yeah. in the glory days yeah. of the West Coast IPA. Yeah. Very much you know? so. Yeah. yeah. Um, the palette burner. Oh, this was, yeah, this is great. And this, I, like, this takes me back to the first time I had a Green Flash beer. Lagunitas. Which was know, at the pharmacy yeah. with the brew club. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we, because Green Flash had just come to Nashville and everyone was freaking out. And, <laughs> like, what was it? Vert or Levert was another one? Le, uh, Rayon Vert? Rayon, Rayon Vert. Vert. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That was another one too, but I was so into the West this Coast. This would just definitely, you know, stand up and all those very iconic, you know, reference, you know, West Coast IPAs. So yeah, yeah, um, yeah. I mean, definitely shooting two for two. Oh uh, sure, I'm, it's kind of in there with Firestone Walker a little bit. I mean, mm-hmm. different. Yeah. yeah, yeah. No, and I'm sure you said the brewer was from San Diego. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. I mean, he had a nice... For all we know, he worked at, you know... Right, but I mean, but he had some nice references to grow up with. And And this was sort of his homage to where he's from. Yeah, um, yeah. Even though they had several good deepas and and all of them. Yeah, 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 sure, sure. No, this is nice. And I'm I'm really happy that the West Coast IPA is coming back around. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, maybe with slightly variants of the hop profile, but still... Okay, we're going to rate this one. Looks like it's a four as well. Uh, nice job, Huddle. <clears throat> go Huddle there anytime you can. Yeah. So I have some uh, fun facts to share uh, as Ooh. we go along today. Fun, fun facts. Fun, fun facts. facts. Fun facts. So there are nearly 300 weddings that happen every day in Las Vegas. How many annulments do you think there are on average? <laughs> 200. 298. 298. So there. What? <laughs> So the no odds, way. The odds are against you even there. Huh? There you go. Yeah. <laughs> Part of that may not be actually Are you playing fast. with house money then? <laughs> so, yeah. Is there a lawyer in the house? That's the only winners. Wow, yeah, that's sure. nuts. Yeah, so how many wedding chapels do you think there are associated with such? There's got to be at least 60. Ooh, that's really close. There's 50 wedding chapels. Uh, in uh, in in Vegas, itself. that honestly seems low to me. Yeah, it seems like there would be so, more. So I have a quick associated stories. My brother in law and sister in law got married in Vegas, and I love uh, the story of who married them at one of the wedding chapels. The the person that officiated his name was Johnny B Love. Johnny B Love. <laughs> <laughs> That's cute. <laughs> and so <laughs> I was just like. Was he an Elvis impersonator well, guy? No, maybe he did that on the side, you know, that that was uh, his side hustle was, you know, he was Elvis, you know, Monday through Thursday on the weekends. Yeah. He was Reverend Johnny B. Love. Johnny B. Love. That's right. I like how some of those wedding chapels are actually drive throughs Yes. Because nothing, nothing will solidify rock solid marriage with, you know, a uh, a bag of fries and a and a and a, and a marriage certificate. Yeah, <laughs> you want ketchup? Yeah, you want. <laughs> so you want a prenup of that? Yeah. Wow. 
Wow, that's crazy. But I mean, I, I, you know, that's, hey, that's Vegas. Yeah, our Vegas. love sealed by Johnny B. Love. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, we got married before we went there, so you know, we were banking the odds in our favor. You didn't want to go uh, to have walk away with a story like that. Not at all. No. Hmm. I don't know if this is still true, but like Gatlinburg, Tennessee is like number two. Oh, after, yeah. After My sister Vegas. got married there. Yeah, yeah. there's a bunch of wedding hmm. chapels. Uh, good old God, June and I got married in Gatlinburg. That's right. Hmm. That's right. Cheese in here, we and, were getting all And did they have all their natural teeth? <laughs> <laughs> they did. Mostly. <laughs> the, the local Baptist pastor married us. Oh, and he yeah. had all his teeth. All right. right. Cool. Cool. Do you, right. do you take this woman? If, I may open up a wedding chapel. Stamp twice if what if no stamp once. <laughs> <laughs> That's bad. That's bad. Just, just ding. That's just bad. <laughs> okay. Move it on. More beer. Let's go to Abel Baker Brewing Company. Tell us a little bit about that, Reverend Mark. Yeah, that was a really interesting place. Um, of course, you know, the, the the etymology or where their name came from goes back to the first two atomic bombs that were detonate, detonated uh, at, at the Nevada test site. And so the test explosions uh, were uh, codenamed by the military's phonetic alphabet of the time, making them making the first two tests an Abel and a Baker. Oh, that makes ah, sense. Yeah. Yeah. And so Abel Baker is sort of, you know, gotcha. referencing that history. Uh, and so, you know, this the, everything on their menu practically has something about that that's written up uh, that relates to the, the nuclear. Do they uh, have like the um, fallout fries in the. Uh, <laughs> they did. I mean, they did. They, they, they really went, you know. Nice. Mushroom, Into the shelter with it. Yeah. Mushroom cloud burger. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's funny. All right. Well, let's go to the first offering from this brewery, and that's the Atomic Duck American duck. IPA. Yeah. Tell us about the duck. Well, yep. Again, that now this one was my was my choice. Uh, although I mean both were our choices and I liked them both, but this is the one I got the vote on. And I liked it because of the uh, the hop. Foundation, it uh, seemed to be, and these are some of my notes I'm reading from uh, at the time, uh, citrus, tropical, so forth with pine. Um, and it was named, of course, after the mascot and brand ambassador, the Atomic Duck, uh, which I guess had to do with uh, just the, the as, the, as they opened their shop, uh, the Atomic Duck had something to do with the mascot mascot of the parade or the, the trying to go back to that history gotcha that's that's what they put on the uh, the actual bombs they painted a duck on it you know to for the kids yeah, yeah, yeah sure yeah. you always want to try to make nuclear annihilation kid friendly yeah exactly yeah. true you know. true yeah yeah good hey, association kids, i'm andy the atom <laughs> <laughs> this this one to me was almost up there with the huddle but a little different mm. okay so this one is seven percent ABV. Mm-hmm. That's a good up. straight up IPA. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, I, I agree with you, Reverend Mark. This is up there, but it's totally different. Mm-hmm. Whereas mm-hmm. the Huddles IPA was classic West Coast, you know, 
20, 2000, 2010 IPA. Yeah. This is a 2020 modern IPA. Right. You know, the caramel is gone. It's yeah, not yeah. even there. Super right. light it's body. It's all fruit yeah. forward. Mm-hmm. Still bitter, mm-hmm. uh, but very much the modern American IPA. It's yeah. squeaky that's a, clean. It's a good way to differentiate that. Um, it does kind of, re- it's, it's a little bigger than like the, the old school uh, Liberty Ale, but it's similar in the sense of not having the uh, caramel malt. It's a tad yeah. watery, but uh, I love yeah. the hot blend, and um, it, more? it just is super squeaky clean finish. We have another. Yeah. That's why I'm digging it. Yeah, and, and it is a little thin, but I think that's why I like it. It just yep. it's a it's almost a crusher, even at seven oh, yeah. percent. Dude, I love the can, the can art. I know a the atomic duck, duck on a mushroom cloud. Yeah. 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 Oops. I like it. It's very nice. It's very easy. It's, I mean, it doesn't taste 7% to me. Um, no, not at all. And very it crushable. Almost presents more like Five. a pale ale yeah. than yeah. an IPA, but yeah. I think that's why I enjoy it because you could put away a few of these. Yeah, you can. And it's got a nice yeah. juiciness. You Bitterness know, lingers a little bit for me, but I still like it. And I, I do believe of, of all the canned products they have, this is their best seller. Okay. I could see that. Yeah, I, and can I, see I that. Could totally the heat see that. Of Vegas. Yeah. Yeah, I think, you know, when you're trying to definitely create an IPA that is going to be uh drive a lot of revenue, you really have to hit right down the middle yeah. and, you know, choose a taste profile that is not going to be aggressive and not going to be weak and is going to appeal to a very broad range of palates. Yeah. I think they've succeeded with this. Yeah, and, and that's a good point because I've heard just somebody disparaging disparaging breweries for making, you know, easy for the masses to drink beer but this proves you That's can still still do right. that yeah. sell the beer and make a really good beer doing it even going for that very common denominator that everybody's going to enjoy yeah. those are the same people that rip on bands for writing good songs you know like right. sold out man <laughs> <laughs> yeah and with abel baker and, and and the other two breweries that we visited uh you know, they had five or six that were kind of like you say, the crowd pleasers, but then they had, had a lot of experimental stuff going on, you Good. know, and so there were some, you could tell they had one-offs, yeah. you know, if you were local. And yeah. again, they are really kind of catering for the locals. That's uh, good. I mean, that's I saw some of their do. beer on yeah. tap once I got back up into the Vegas Strip, but no, it's there. It's This is really kind of where locals go. Well, that's Well, good. that's where the good yeah. stuff is. That's good. Yeah. All right. What do you think about it? I liked it. I liked it a lot. Um, and what I liked about it was it's very approachable. It's mm-hmm. very drinkable. The citrus and the citrus to balance out the hops was nice. And again, a very modern IPA, mm-hmm. but very doable. And I could see why it's a crowd pleaser. Could and you, what? I was going to say, could you see taking your a four pack of this out to Lake Mead, you know? Checking out, see what kind of bodies have recently become. <laughs> yeah, is is Lake Mead still there? Can yeah. you still call it a lake? <laughs> a little bit. It's of more it. like a pond now. Yep. Yeah. yeah, I I could because I probably would need this as yeah. I'm finding the furry creatures mm. or whatever. <laughs> All right, we are going to rate the Atomic Duck American IPA a solid four. Uh, this show's going different. I'm just telling you, I can always tell when we're drinking good beer because we are finishing all the samples in front of us. That's yeah. like the <laughs> yes. ultimate that's compliment. Huge, yeah. right? That is huge seconds. for yeah. us. So, yeah, as much drink as as much beer as we have to consume, you know, for each show. Um, and so this yeah. was this was really kind of like 
get in, get out. So I was thinking, oh, I hope these beers, you know, are the way I remember them. Okay, so now mm. let's let's have let's a fun talk, fact. Let's get excited here, right? Oh, yeah. fun, oh fact, fun, fun fact, fun fact, fun fact. Yeah, fun let's fact. go fun. The fact. consumption of shellfish in Las Vegas is over. 60,000 pounds per day. Holy cow. That's higher than the rest of the United States combined. Makes total sense that a landlocked city in the middle of the desert would eat more shellfish <laughs> than the entire that rest is of the country. Nuts. Wow. That's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. I don't think seafood when I think Vegas. I think nope. it's I think I think nope. it's all you can eat crab legs at the buffet. Oh yeah, the lobster you know, tails. Not going to dent yeah. in that for sure. Yeah, at the High Rollers High Rollers Club. All wow. right. Wow. Sorry. All right. Next beer. Let's get excited about the Excited State yeah. Unfiltered German Pilsner. I'm oh, very yeah. excited, baby. So yeah, mm. with the Excited State Unfiltered German Pilsner, as they as they remind us on the menu, in the in atomic terminology, when an atom or nucleus possesses more than its normal energy, it enters into an excited state. Uh, that's both the name of our German-style pilsner, <laughs> as well as the condition that you'll achieve after tasting it. There you go. Uh-huh. It's uh, done in a very conventional this is way. Why we're not invited to the marketing meetings. <laughs> <laughs> so mm. take it from there. I haven't even tasted it yet, but the aroma of this, this is, is beautiful. This yeah. is what? I'm sorry, what style? Unfiltered German pilsner. An unfiltered German pilsner. Those okay. Wickle pills. Wow, good luck. This this table is really into unfiltered pilsners, and we've had some really good ones. Um, I don't know. My first thing is that it's just too watery. It's very thin. Mm. Um, it seems pretty clear for being unfiltered. It's very yeah. clear for being unfiltered, and <laughs> that's the one thing I noticed. Yeah, yeah. it's. It's a, I mean, it's a delicious beer. Um, man, it it's, doesn't have the bitterness I want out of a German Pils. Yeah, mm. it's somewhere between a Hellas and a Pils yep. to me. Mm. I mean, it's got a great malt character, and I'm getting that in the aroma, that little bit of doughiness, a little bit of light toasted white bread. But I'm not not getting the, the bitterness comes in like right at the end. Yeah, you know, it's, it's a little there, sharp, but uh, but <clears throat> you kind of want it like all the way through a little bit more. I think. I think you should just call it a straight up pilsner and just you know, I I, th- I think when they said unfiltered, it triggered us. Yeah, yeah, you yeah know, because to, we get excited about yeah because an unfiltered. it's going to have a certain texture and body to it, and right. this doesn't. If you just call, if I just said this is a solid pilsner, we'd all yeah. go yeah yeah this is yeah. a solid yeah, pilsner. Yeah, this is. Good pilsner. Yeah. It's crazy that it's if it's unfiltered, boy, that you sure dropped out of that beer because yeah. it yeah. is cr- almost crystal clear. Yeah. Yeah, I think I of like, like the, though, the un, unfiltered uh, uh, cask Urakel that I had oh, a few yeah. years ago. I mean, oh, yeah, so unfiltered. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You're not going to find something. Nothing better. Mm-hmm. No, no, you're not. And I think because we've all had that at the table, you, that's the reference standard. So, mm-hmm. you know, the stakes are high when you talk about it unfiltered. Yeah. And I just, I think that's where I'm at. This is a bit of a swing and a miss. And I, you know, Personally, I think if you just called it like it is and called it a solid pilsner, I think you'd been a lot better off. And yeah. I think that's what kind of triggered me to go, eh, you didn't quite hit the mark that you're describing it as. So, right. I think it's yeah. more of a naming or description miss Not than that a the brewery beer is miss. bad. Yeah. No, 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 no. And I, I mean, let's qualify this. As a pilsner, it's a solid it's a pilsner. Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think 
being a Pilsner especially, that it really does capture uh, kind of a commonplace market. Don't mean that in any condescending way. Mm-hmm. Right, I mean that right, in a, right. In a very popular way. This right. is something that a lot of people would like. Oh, and sure. The way and, I judge any good German lager is, would I drink two or three of these? And there were, and yeah, that's absolutely, yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I'd have one and done. Okay. Well, we are going to rate the Excited State Unfiltered German Pilsner from Abel Baker a three. Noise. Hmm. You want a quick fun fact here? Yep. Again. Do it. All right. Let's see. Uh, the first telephone in Las Vegas was installed in 1907 at the Hotel Nevada, and a plaque still commemorates it in the Golden Gate Hotel and Casino. The first call ever made was to an escort service. <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> thank you very much. Thank you, thank you very much. And we'll be back in a second. Oh. Howdy, folks. Welcome back. We are doing a little romantic getaway to Vegas today, and we are... Talking about a little honeymoon trip that Reverend Mark and his wife Kat took um, to the fine city of Sin. I wasn't going to say that. Okay. Well, you take f- your honeymoon in a city that never sleeps, you That's know? Right. Because uh, honeymooners <laughs> never sleep. <laughs> <laughs> <All right. sighs> okay. Reverend Mark, tell us a little bit. Uh, you guys have any good food while you were there? Oh my, yeah, that's all we did aside from drink beer, crab legs. So, yeah, <laughs> shellfish. Yeah, we, we had 6,000 pounds of shellfish. <laughs> As I mentioned, the, the, the first half of the day we was our brewery tour, and then we been, went back to the hotel room, kind of relaxed, took a little nap. And okay, then, we don't need all those it, details. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too much information. <laughs> then we, um, for our Valentine's dinner, uh, we went to Thomas Keller's Bouchon. And, you know, he's the French, oui, oui. French laundry guy. Oh, wow. And so we had a three-course Valentine's meal uh, with wine pairings. And it was just, you know, because we weren't gambling, that's where all our money went. That one meal uh, kind of broke the house. Not really, but it was <laughs> it was worth it. It was really, really worth it. So that was, that was sort of the top of it. But uh, we, we also... To the more towards the end of the strip, in towards the the arts district, we went to uh, Pizza Rock, and uh, Tony Giamani, who is like a twelve time pizza champ, um, and has, mafioso, yeah, has has ovens all over the country, and this is where he's got like about five or six different ovens just in this one restaurant. Nice. So they have everything from, of course, your uh, Napoleon Napoleon. Uh, Napolitano. Napolitano uh, to New York style, to Chicago, to Detroit, you name it. Uh, so we, we did some good sampling there. Um, so, yeah, a lot of good food. We The highlight, though, entertainment-wise, was that we we took in Cirque Soleil's O. And I really would highly recommend that. That's in the Bellagio. And it's a, it's a water water-themed show. And uh, I know that they had to recruit a lot of people from Olympic, like diving champions and all, but it was just mesmerizing. Probably got some of those guys from Casa Bonita. (laughs) 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 
get on them. Yeah, get on could that. be. Yeah. Nobody, no, no better cliff divers than yeah. those guys. What do you That's do in true. retirement? You go to Cirque du Soleil. Yeah. So yeah, so we we really came came away feeling as though you know we had budgeted ourselves budgeted ourselves in a good way and uh, nice and brought back a case of beer or so. Well, nice. we appreciate it. Yeah, we do. All right. Well, talk about the next brewery, Nevada Brew Works. Yeah, and this was the last of the three that we got to visit, and it turned out we we kind of hung out with them and had lunch at that point, and uh, so. They were the the smallest of the three that we visited, but they were kind of in line with um, the other two breweries. It's almost like a a, a, a beer mall or a beer. It, it's like an outside thing, but you just go from one to the other to the other. Um, so anyway, it was uh, it was a place where I I felt it was a little had a little bit more of a family vibe to it. You know, there you know where, which kind of. Years ago, when I started seeing families show up in brew pubs, I thought, well, okay, maybe this is European. But this was like they, they had created, uh, you know, a lot of outdoor space and kind of a dog-friendly sort of environment. Yeah, and so, cool. Yeah. So well, we, kids are basically dogs. They, that, <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, they don't poop by the tree. Uh, I'm so. not so sure about that. Uh, <laughs> well, I mean, I guess they would if you let them. What tree? Yeah. No trees in Vegas. It's probably save on diapers. I, I did notice that they that they did get the best of Vegas award uh, for a brewery at least for several years uh, hmm. recently, uh, and and they are you know they they really kind of put more emphasis on themselves being a microbrewery and not sort of a distribution brewery, although they do a little of that. Gotcha. gotcha. So interesting. Cool. All right. Cool. What's All the right. first beer? Is this Mars on? Yep. First beer is going to be the Marzen, 6% ABV. No, of, oh, okay. What are you? Yeah, at? they they listed no IBUs when I dug into their info. So anyway, mm-hmm. I'm sure that it's better than that. Yeah, you know, this is a, a typical, you know, fall, you know, beer. You know, this is a beer style. I always have a lot of difficulty in having, you know, a lot of these back to back. So, I like that we're having this not quite in the fall season when we're tasting it right now. Mm-hmm. So it's nice that you kind of look at it for what it is and how it stands in the glass. But I don't know. This, uh, I, you know, I'm generally looking for that uh, burnt caramel, you know, component, you know, yeah. in this style of beer. And that seems to be the one thing that's missing in this. The, the body, you know, of this seems to be kind of a bit on the weak side. I'm really enjoying it. I think it's super clean, even though it's got a big multi finish. You get that kind of dark bread that you're looking for. Mm-hmm. I was just checking the the style guidelines for this. I haven't uh, looked at them in a while, but it, it calls the malt soft and elegant. And I, I think you can mm-hmm. say that about this beer. It's very easy drinking. Yeah, I'll buy that. I think mm-hmm. I like it for the reason, kind of like while you were saying you have difficulty with it, Mike, because sometimes they're too too big or too sweet they are they get way too sweet and if there's not you know some bitterness uh or you know to kind of balance it all out enough it just it gets lost and you know i i'm very guilty of you know thinking of a reference beer it's like somebody says marzon i'm like hawker shore all day long i'm like is this better or good as you know hawker shore is going to be so 
I like the way it's, even though it's got a little sweetness in the middle from all that malt, it mm-hmm. with the bitterness kind of settles it down and then it almost dries out in the finish. I think it, yeah. Uh-huh. And I, uh-huh. I get the, I get a breadiness to it that's, that's appropriate for this style. Yeah, that's the one word I've heard everybody say. The breadiness and malty component seems to be a, a, the backbone, mm-hmm. you know, of this. Yeah. And it's yeah. what's keeping it within style. Barely. I'll admit, I generally am not a fan of this style because mm-hmm. most of them aren't made very well. But yes. this is an enjoyable beer, enjoyable beer, and I could put away a stein of it. Mm. And I think I like this beer, especially because I was eating Mm-hmm. It just it it, it uh, would be a great. It, food it went beer. well, yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's yeah. definitely a, a big pretzel mustard, you know. Yeah. Oh sure, um, sure. Brought definitely a brat. It would go uh, well. Yeah. The, the, mm-hmm. That kind of multi richness would kind of contrast the the pork fattiness. Very typical Oktoberfest beer. Some, yeah. Yeah. yeah, some good schnitzel or something. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What do you um, think, Julie? It was. It was. I'm going to be the outlier here, and I'm going to say it was kind of meh for me. Yeah. I just wasn't. I, I wasn't, I'm sorry, I wasn't feeling it. Um, I just felt like it was just more bread than anything else. And I wanted a little, I wanted a little hop or something like to balance it out. And I just, mm. I just got a lot of bread, but that's mm-hmm. just me. No, that's cool. just me. I, I mean, think it's I, tough to drink this style without food. Yeah. yeah it really is. Yeah, well, to have it by itself, made. it's just you to This is an Oktoberfest beer. Yeah. Something, yeah. salt is, you know, oh, oh, I think it's absolutely. usually the key thing that's missing, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. in drinking this. So. Salty food would really yeah. set so us off. Like I say, I think know. it's the lunch that pushed me in the direction of, okay, this is a, this one I can take with oh, me. Oh, sure, yeah. sure. Yeah. yeah, I mean, and for what they have at that brewery, um, you know, pizza, burgers, and cheese curds, well, there's a lot of good food to yeah, go with it. eat some cheese it. curds with this. Yeah, oh, yeah. Right? Good. Yeah. Shoot. Okay, we are going to rate the Marzen from Nevada, Nevada Brew Works a three. So, another fun fact for Las Vegas. Uh, let's see. How much money do you think the gambling uh, and actually contributes to the revenue of Las Vegas? One billion dollars. No, 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 a percentage, dollar. a percentage, yeah. To their total revenue? To the third? Is it half? Is it 75%? 60%. Any other guesses? 80? Yeah, that's another guess. 20%. Ooh, another guess. 90. Ooh. Uh, Kendall was closest. It's actually about uh, 47%. Really? Kendall's always Sorry, closest. Sorry, it's 43% is uh, the total amount. Huh. And it is a staggering amount of money. Um, yeah, it's... Uh, $36.9 billion. Wait, and that's 40%. Yes. So what is bigger than that? Probably hotel revenues. Okay. Other tourist attractions. Escorts. Yeah. Food food, serv- food service. Okay. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Wow. So, I mean, it's a convention mecca. Yeah. Conventions yeah. probably make okay. up a lot that's where of the that. Biggest, 22,000 conventions in Vegas every year. Wow. Good grief, man. Yes. Yeah. Okay. And they have like Formula One there now, mm-hmm. you know, things like that. Oh, oh well, yeah. yeah <laughs> if you sure. don't have a Formula One race, I mean, I you're, mean, just you're not a city. You're a jerk. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Okay, so we're going to go across the bridge right here. <laughs> okay, so let's talk about the last one, Reverend Mark. Yeah, this is the Blood Orange Hefeweizen. Uh, it's a 5.4%. Oh. Again, they didn't list well, their IBUs. See, 
it says B.O. Heffy on it, and I was going, this doesn't smell like B.O. B.O. <laughs> that would be some weird marketing. <laughs> and I was I was a little wary of this one. Like I say, I, d- I don't necessarily feel as though, you know, you need to add citrus to a Heffy, you know, mm-hmm. when they do that. Um but I felt as though it kept the blood orange. Oh, the blood orange itself kind of kept it in, in balance. <laughs> and like I say, with with Cat, it was she she looked she just loved it because it was like a beer mimosa for her. That's mm. a good description. That's a very yeah. good description of it. Yeah, mm. yeah. I'm the, not a big Hefeweizen fan, and I'm not really a huge blood orange fan. But, but somehow they kind of work together. Mm-hmm. You know? Kind of two two negatives make a positive. There you go. Yeah, Definitely smells like a Hefeweizen. I'm getting a ton of just that orange, the blood orange off of the aroma, but it mm. works really good. Yeah, and, and it's, it's a really different kind of orange. Yeah. yeah, it really complements the base beer. It's a, it's really nice, and it covers up what I probably don't like most about Heffy's is that big banana note. Yeah, mm-hmm. and you're not getting that. The uh, either it's mask or it wasn't there in the first it's place. Definitely but. been obliterated. Yeah, yeah, yep. it's really good. I almost feel like they just. They fermented it in a way where it didn't have it. Like, I don't yeah. know if it was the yeast they used or the temperature or whatever, but. Yeah, a lot of it's temperature. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know about flavored heffies. You know, I'm, I'm kind of on the fence. I'm, you know, it it's one of those things where you go down that adjunct alley and, mm-hmm. you know, it's like, why are you screwing up a good beer to begin with? So right? are you are you a Hefeweizen guy? Like- yeah, I like good Hefeweizen. Um, and it's, it's just when you start to do something you know beyond that that i just it's like really you know can you just leave it alone if i want to add an orange i'll add orange to it you know um so i from that perspective i feel like kind of that choice got ripped out of my hands you know that i'm going to get to choose you know to add that you know into the end of the beer itself um but at the same time when i look at the the balance of this it's not overtly done so uh, it's not um, the blood orange is not just completely obscuring everything. No, it's there. It's the base balanced. beer is still there. It's it's fairly in check. It's a little, it's a little on the a, sweet side for me. It reminds me of a Belgian wit a little bit, you know. And it and you know, and, and wheat beers being also fairly dry, uh, Hefeweizens have a little bit more of that, of course, banana and even clove aspect because of the yeast. But nonetheless, they're they're still fairly like a, a neutral a neutral slate or palate over against which any kind of flavor is going to come out, mm-hmm. you know? So I, I don't know what the ratio, but, but it doesn't, it doesn't strike me like they added a lot to just make it its appearance. So. No, this is rather unique. And I think mm-hmm. you're all are hitting on it. Normally you put fruit in a heffy, it's, it gets weird, but yeah. this one doesn't, it's uh, it's enjoyable. What do you think, yeah. Julie? Uh, this I, I'm pleasantly surprised by it because when I first saw Blood Orange Hefe, I was thinking, oh, okay, this is you know going to be a little heavy um, in the scheme of things. But I like that they use Blood Orange and just not regular orange citrus. You know, I thought that was a nice little twist. And again, they uh, fermented this well. Like mm-hmm. to complement the blood orange, which I mean, think about it. How many blood orange beers have we had? Like, or does one have? We've had many. Right. I mean, and they tend to go a little mm-hmm. sideways at times, mm-hmm. for lack of yeah. a better word. So this is very pleasant. And for those people that, and they are out there, the ones that absolutely adore the Hefes, they're not us, but 
they're there somewhere. Um, I think they're really going to appreciate something like this. And this one also traveled well. The fact that it even translated out of a can. Yeah. You know. Yeah, sure. So. Yeah. No, this is cool. But um, yeah, to reference Kat's beer mimosa, this, yes. I I mean, this would would be probably a welcome beer at the Honky Tonks downtown and Mm -hmm. and for the bachelorette parties, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think this is well made for the audience they're probably serving. All right, so we are going to rate the Blood Orange Hefeweizen from Nevada Brew Works a three, four, where we go, four? We'll go four. Four. <laughs> well, mm. any last thoughts about Vegas? I'm just surprised mm. there, how good the beer is out of Vegas. That's uh, yeah. I never would have thought that, but it's really good. Well, I, I you know, I kind of came into this conversation with you know a little bit little bit of caution uh because of just you know kind of like the layout of the kind of the brewery scene you can tell that they're still you know kind of getting established and so when i said they were in their infancy in some ways they are in terms of just sort of the industrial aspect of it but it looks like they're they're hitting on some good notes here well i think part of it might be too like as you know, we live in a tourist tourism driven town mm-hmm. and that's a tourism driven town. It sounds like where Reverend Mark went was more like you follow the locals. Absolutely. You go where the yeah. locals drink versus, you know, even some places here that are down in the touristy sections, the beers are kind of more hit and miss. Right. But like if right. you go where the locals drink, you're gonna find solid stuff. Yes, you will. Yeah. Yeah, true. All right. Well, that is going to wrap it up for us today. And um, this actually makes me excited to go out there and try some beers from Vegas, like knowing that they have a decent beer scene and that it's not all just excessive. I'm ready to go have some shellfish. Yeah. And that too. Good old boy, Kendall. Thanks so much for being here. Yeah, follow me and good old Kyle June as we travel around the state of Tennessee drinking at every brewery in 2023 at bm3.beer. Cool. Good old boy, Mike. Hey, thanks for joining us on this episode of Sip, Suds, and Smokes. I'll ask you to keep on sipping. And say hello to your little sidekick, Elvis, too. Oh, thank you very much. (laughs) Reverend Mark, thanks so much for this episode. Thank you. It's good to share the joy. Thank you, Reverend Mark. Good old boy, Dave. Thanks, Kat. We know you uh, were the real hero here. Yeah. Absolutely. (laughs) Yes. Thank you, Kat. We miss you. You need to come by sometime. Um, This is good old gal Juliana. Keep on chuggling and catch you next time. We hope you enjoyed this episode. If you're listening to us online, do yourself a favor and tap. Just tap it in. The subscribe button. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a room. The easiest way to listen to our show is to ask Siri, Alexa, Google, Uncle Larry, or whoever it is that talks to you on your phone. Play podcast, Sip Suds and Smokes. We love your feedback, and you can reach us at info at sipsudsandsmokes.com. Our tasting notes flow out on Twitter and Instagram with our handle, at sipsudsandsmokes, and our Facebook page is always buzzing with lots of news. You'll also be able to interact with the thousands, millions, and millions of other fans on those social media platforms. Do us a favor. Take the time to rate this episode if you're listening to us online. That's a big help to us, and we get to see your feedback as well. Come back, join us for another episode, and keep on sipping.
This has been a One Tan Hand production of Sip Suds and Smokes, a program devoted to the appreciation of some of the finer slices of life. From the dude in the basement studios, your host, the good old boys, will see you all next time. (laughs) 